want to thank Zach and Allison for leading our worship. They do such a good job. We sang this morning, You Are Amazing God. Do you really believe that? Yes. But sometimes in life situations, we begin to wonder, does God care? We are seeing in Ukraine the slaughter of hundreds and even thousands of men, women, and children. Inflation is spiraling out of control. People are having a hard time making ends meet. The pandemic does not seem to want to quit. It keeps mutating. We have new vaccines. We're receiving booster shots. It doesn't seem to end. Crime in Pueblo continues to spiral out of control. 2022 projected crime rates are 614 aggravated assaults, 1,092 burglaries, 1,392 vehicle thefts, 10 murders, and 245 rapes just to name a few of the statistics. So what is the solution? Is there any hope for our community? I think most of us here today know the answer to that question. It is found in Jesus Christ and Him alone. But we must carry that message to those that need to hear it. I'd ask you this morning to open your Bible to Romans 10, 13 through 17. And I would ask you to stand in reverence for God's word. As he sends his message to this sin-plagued world. Romans 10, 13 through 17. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved how then can they call on him if they have not believed in and how can they believe without hearing about him and how can they hear without a preacher and how can they preach unless they are sent and it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news but not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah says Lord who has believed our message so faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. Let us pray. Father, as, we stand as I stand before you today, I just pray that your message would be received, that people would be encouraged, that this church would be missional in its purpose, that you would be glorified, in everything that we think, say, and do from this day forward. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. So what do you think led Paul to write these verses? Have you ever thought about when you read something, how come the writer wrote them? Well, I think it was because he wanted to show how much he cared about us. 
he laid out a clear plan on what is important, and it is to share that love with others, and he showed us clear steps on how to bring the world to him. Back to our title of our message today, Does God Care? Sometimes we as Christians, even though we believe he cares, when our world falls around down around us, when we lose a loved one, when we have cancer and we don't see an end, a hope, when we lose our job, when things get really bad, sometimes we tend to question, does God really care about me? On Wednesday night, we watched The Chosen as a church. A portion of the movie depicted a fictional story about Thaddeus, who we know as Jude, who wrote the book of Jude, by the way, and he would soon become one of Jesus' disciples in the video. Thaddeus had a passion for architecture, and he wanted to build beautiful city structures, beautiful airy structures that would bring honor and glory to God. As the story unfolds, we find Thaddeus speaking with his Roman overseer. And he is berating the Roman overseer for cutting corners in these projects and the plans that he had drawn. And as he is berating him, because he was afraid that it was going to cause serious problems, we heard a loud crash, and he and the overseer run out of the building, and they see the structure has collapsed, and one of the workers has been injured. Thaddeus is immediately fired from this job and all future work for the Romans. Thaddeus was in deep anguish. This is the thing I love to do. God, why are you allowing this? We see him walking across a hillside in the distance from the city, and he sits down underneath a fig tree. And he cries out to God over and over, God, why are you letting this happen to me? And all you hear is silence. Over and over he sobs, God, why? I just want to bring honor and glory to you. I want to bring beauty into this world. And all we hear is silence. A couple of days later, Thaddeus is in the city, and a friend introduces him to Jesus. And Jesus says, Thaddeus, I saw you under that fig tree, and I knew you were hurting. But I have greater plans for you. Now I need your help in building the kingdom of God. You see, this is how God works in our lives because he cares deeply about us. Our plans are sometimes not his plans. And sometimes he brings the world crashing down on our heads to redirect our lives to bring him the greater glory. Many of you know that Kathy and I traveled to Oklahoma City last weekend uh, to visit a church who came here last summer to help us with our sports camp. And we had promised we would come, and we were kind of, well, do we really want to go? <laughs> That's a long trip. 
uh, just to spend a Sunday with those people, even though they are wonderful people. And they called us and they said, would you come and help us to kick off our Annie Armstrong offering emphasis? And so we agreed to do that. And they wanted us to speak about how the offering from the Annie Armstrong was used to support North American Mission Board causes. During the sit-down interview uh, in the two services, the first service had about 180 people in it. The second service had over 500 people in it. <laughs> it was a little bit intimidating for uh, somebody that's not used to that. And we shared our testimony about how we came to know Christ, how we became missionaries, and what called us to come to Pueblo, and how the offering is used to help us in our mission work. Then they asked us about the Lake Avenue building and plans to reach the community. We had been urging our association churches and members to give generously so our mission teams, when they arrive this spring and summer, would have the needed materials. We have over 170 workers coming this spring and summer to the Lake Avenue building, which you see before you. It's a beautiful building. Uh, it burned down in that and uh, it was originally built in 1905 and rebuilt in 1942. And it is a wonderful structure, still very well uh, built today. And we shared with the church there our plea for help to reach into the lostness of the area around Lake Avenue. And after our interview, the pastor had to stand in front of the service as it closed for people to pray over us and to help us financially with the project as the Lord led them. And people began to pray over us individually. And then they would hand, they would reach out and shake our hand and enclosed in their hand was a, some $20 bills, a $50 bill, a $100 bill. We were so humbled that these people would do that to help a church nine and a half hours away that they don't know anything about, have never seen. Others asked if they could write a check. And Kathy spoke to one man who came to her and asked how to make out a check. And as he began to write out the check, she noticed it was for $5,000. And she asked him, said, are you sure? You want to make this check out like this and for that much? And why are you going to do that? And he told her that it was in gratitude for a life-changing experience that his son, who was a brand-new Christian, had when he came to Aberdeen last summer, and he helped with the basketball portion of her sports camp. His life has been forever changed. Thank you, Everdeen. You are awesome. <clears throat> Another man gave $5,000 in a check to me. I didn't realize at the time. He wrote it out while we were talking, while I was talking with someone else. And he reached over and handed me a folded check. 
And as he walked away, I opened it. It was another 5,000. We were like, God, what are you doing? How can you do this? We were praying that maybe God would come up with $2,000 from this church to help our association churches giving. By the time we left, we had over $12,000. And with the, with the promise to give much, much more. One man told me he was going to give at least a grand, maybe more. Never underestimate God and what he can do in people's hearts for kingdom purposes. Last Sunday, you heard the Scott, the uh, heart of Scott Godin's as he shared his calling to come to Pueblo, his desire to make a difference in that community around the Lake Avenue Church. The church that you see there on the screen has three full floors and a full basement. It's over 17,700 square feet. It is a huge building. We had been praying for years that God would provide something within that area. And I believe that Pastor Scott is the right one. You heard his heart last week. You heard his enthusiasm. I think that he's, that church is going to grow exponentially. His purpose is not to grow a church. His purpose is to grow a church that plants churches. From day one, that's his purpose. Throughout Pueblo, throughout this area. So what part can Aberdeen play in helping this new church plant be successful? I think we can find a clear answer in a rich legacy that our church has set forth in the past. And I would like to thank Linda Pitts. She shared with me some of the historical documents. So I could share this with you today. I am much newer than this church. <laughs> and many of you are newer than this church. And you don't know the history, and it is a rich history. In the summer of 1952, an item was placed in the Pueblo newspaper inviting anyone who was interested in starting a Southern Baptist church to come to Reverend Williams' home. Soon after, the original group of five people who met in his home had outgrown his home, so they had to move to the YMCA building. And on a hot afternoon on August 3rd, 1952, the first Southern Baptist Church of Pueblo was organized with 18 charter members. By November 15, uh, 1952, just three months later, the church had outgrown the YMCA, and they moved to the women's uh, club, that was on 13th and Grand. The church budget in 1953 was $4,993, and the offering, missions offering was 596 an astounding 12% of what was given. In 1953, they outgrew the women's club also, and they moved to McCarthy Funeral Home, uh, the document stated that one of the members thought it was rather odd 
But they were holding services among caskets. <laughs> On May 9th, 1954, Belmont Baptist Church was officially organized as a mission of this church, even before our church had their own building. I find that is amazing. A church had a heart for missions enough to start a church somewhere else when they didn't even have a church building of their own. A true dedication to make sure the gospel message went out where it was so desperately needed. In the spring of 1955, ground was broken for the first portion of the present structure with many of the men doing the actual construction. Interestingly enough, the historical records show that truckloads of rocks had to be moved and men, women, and children moved them so that the landscape work could be done for this building. While the church being uh, building was being built, uh, the church was able to purchase the parsonage, the present parsonage at 121 Melrose for $30,000. By 1957, the Sunday school enrollment had grown to 172. By May 1957, First Southern sponsored a Hispanic work that became Central Baptist Church, which we have, now has the name of Cross Point and is still actively meeting. Then in May 1971, Greenhorn Valley Church in Rye was started by this church. And just a year later, Pueblo West Baptist Church was started. Hear that? Four churches. Amazing. Money and several members were sent to help with Pueblo West Baptist Church start, including Ed and Linda Pitts, who went to help start that church. This church really put in a huge effort to carry the gospel to this area. Historical documents showed the struggle financially that the church endured for many years. But this did not stop the church from faithfully starting new works. Throughout the years, the missions giving, as I look through the documents, seemed to always hover around 12%. That is amazing. Most churches, 10% is a maximum. But even in later years, the church has been known statewide for its generous offerings to the cooperative program, for Lottie Moon, for Annie Armstrong. With such a heart for mission in the early days, we can be encouraged the church to do the same. For this property that you see before you at 1345 Lake Avenue, from the very beginning, we have seen God orchestrating this church, bringing it to fruition. From having Ron and Nancy Goodwin come to Aberdeen, they could have gone to any church. In Pueblo, Pueblo West, they chose to come here. Why did they choose to come here? Because that's what God wanted them to do. Because they were here, they made connection with the association, and the association then um, <coughs> it was explained to the association churches that there was a building that was a possibility in an area that we've been praying for for many many years this is the only evangelical work within a mile radius of the church Ron and the elders met with association leaders after we uh, about taking possession of the building 
that we were feeling that God was really wanting to get a work started in. Due to a lack of faith, we did not see how it was possible with the renovation that was necessary and the fairly high utility bills that were there. The elders, but God had this figured out also. As we met with the elders and explained to them that we just didn't see how it was possible, they said they were holding on to $100,000 that they had from the sale of a property. Would that help? <laughs> we about fell out of our chairs. $100,000? Amazing how God works. God is always so far ahead of us, and we fail to wait on him. Once we had possession of the building, we began renovation of the basement first. We have a picture of the basement. Basement is huge. Um, and we'll talk more about, you'll see the vinyl plank flooring in the front. That's in the bathrooms and in that dining area. And we'll soon be put in a kitchen this summer to complete the kitchen. And then the carpet squares through the rest of the basement. And you'll and a large room with the double doors at the back is a large chair room. And we'll talk about more about that in a minute. And also the next one. Uh, we redid the bathrooms, put new vanities and mirrors and lights in the bathrooms, all new fixtures. Uh, Mississippi and Kentucky teams came and began uh, needed plumbing work to put in showers while some of the other members painted a large portion of the basement walls. The next picture. Uh, two showers that will be completed soon and also two showers in the area, only other area that we had water and that was at the, ba at the uh, baptistry. And uh, we put the flooring in the baptistry and put two showers in there back to back so that mission teams when they come would have uh, Warm water, showers, after a hard day's work. Uh, during this time, one of the men that was a part of that team who had come from Clovis, New Mexico, uh, asked if we didn't have a pickup to haul supplies and pull our enclosed trailer with. We were picking up sheetrock and lumber with. And I explained to him that I just could not see using ministry money, my our donor's money, to buy a pickup. And he said, well... What if I gave you mine? And I was like, yeah, right. You know, people say things like that. Uh, five weeks later, he pulls up with a trailer with his pickup on it and gave me the keys to his pickup and more than enough money to pay for registration. God is so amazing. A team from Texas came and started helping uh, change the lighting throughout the church, putting LED lights in. It will help us save money on the electrical cost and to help paint. Next picture. And this is one of the rooms that uh, put the LED lights in, and you can see some of the painting that was done a couple of weeks ago. Still got to change the flooring and a lot of other things, but that's a start. Another team came from uh, Mississippi, and they are the ones that laid the, a lot of the vinyl plank flooring and all of the carpet basically in the basement. And the team also built that large chair and a table room in the basement. None of this would have been, would have been a, 
would have been possible without very generous donations that we received from so many people. And also, some of the mission teams made some very generous uh, donations as well to help us. Around December, Scott, who uh, preached for us last Sunday, felt called to come to Lake Avenue to plant a church here. It wasn't doing any good to do all these renovations. We didn't have a preacher to come preach the good news. And we've been praying about that for a long time, that he would send someone. It had been two years, and we were still waiting. And Scott contacted us and said that he had been praying about it. He had made several trips, prayed over the area, driven through the area multiple times, looked through the building, and he just felt God was calling him to come to Pueblo. He and his wife and two young daughters and another couple as well with their children and possibly a third couple would be coming with them from the Denver area to help start this church. <clears throat> this spring, we have nine mission teams coming, which is amazing. We did not contact them. They contacted us and asked if they could help renovate this building so we could get it open. As we began to raise funds, to date, this church, Aberdeen, is the leading giver to the renovation of the church in our association. We're not near as big as a lot of the other churches, but thanks to your generosity and your mission spirit, this church is leading. You guys are awesome, I tell you again. I wish you could be at the church working and hear the people um, in the neighborhood as we are outside working and they will ask well when's this church going to open um can we tour the building when's your opening going to be uh what are you going to do when it's open when we explain to them that it's going to be available not only for worship services and bible study but it's also going to be open for weddings and funerals and quinceaneras um, those kind of things, they are very, very excited. Because right now they're having to pay two to $3,000 a lot of the time for weddings or funerals or whatever. Very expensive. And we're going to make it available at a very nominal cost. And that's very exciting to them. Scott plans to begin children's and women's ministry. We hope to have the basement and the first floor finished by September the 15th. Then he's going to start women's and children's ministry on the first floor and begin Bible study groups throughout the area. As he reaches 70 adults, his plan is, is to open the church by Easter of 2023. Kathy and I really feel that it's going to be open by Christmas. With his enthusiasm and his charismatic uh, nature, people just uh, are drawn to him. As we were working this last couple of days, a man came Friday. Uh, we had a team come up, drove all the way from Mississippi to do CAD drawings on our building so we can get the permits that we need. They did all three floors in the basement, and a man approached me and said, well, I need some help. Where's, it looks like the church is closed. And I said, yes, the church is closed right now. It's been closed for about three years. And we're hoping to reopen in the fall. And he said, well, where are the members? I said, can you give me their names so I can contact them? 
And I said, no, they're in Pueblo and Pueblo West and all over. They're not going here anymore. He said, well, can you help me with some money? And I said, there's not any money in the church anymore. And he said, under his breath, he said, that's criminal, as he walked away. And I was kind of like, well, that's kind of rude. And, you know, I got to thinking, you know, without a church in that area, it is almost criminal that nobody is sharing the gospel with these people. And we're going to see that change. So, Aberdeen, how can you help? First, you can pray for Scott and his family as they begin work for their safety and for their and wisdom. Also, that the prevailing satanic darkness in this area will be lifted. Second, you can support Scott personally, financially. He is coming as bivocational. He and his wife are both getting jobs. But it, the ideal situation is that have enough supporters that would come alongside him and help him $50, $100, $500 a month, whatever you could do, so that they don't have, he does not have to work. He can spend all of his time working to bring the gospel to this community. And third, you can go and be involved. You can help as they hold events in the parks and at the church and other things. Again, I ask you, does God care about you, about the people around Lake Avenue, Community Church, and Pueblo? John 19:16 and following says, Then they handed him over to be crucified. Then they took Jesus away. He went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is Golgotha. There they crucified him and two others with him, with Jesus in the middle. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Does God care? The answer is a resounding yes. What more could he do? And give his own life for you and me. So let me ask you, will you pray without ceasing? Will you give generously and sacrificially to help this church? Will you go? Will you be on mission for Christ? I pray that Aberdeen leads the way in supporting the work of Lake Avenue Community Church as you did in the first 20 years of your history. It's time to renew that mission focus. It's time to begin to plant churches again. This church did not have a third of this number of people when they planted their first church. It can be done. It just has to have the will and the faith. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this day.